episode 79 of the Potter Discussion. I'm your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little eggs you might have missed and you probably did. Oh, boy. So, this is the season finale, and we have quite the episode lined up for today. This is the Dumbledore Scheme 6, and... I don't know if this is a very popular opinion, but the 6th was arguably more important than the 7th. And I know the 7th is where everything went down, the Battle of Hogwarts, Harry, you know, doing that final duel, and everything, everything seemed to happen in the 6th, but not the 7th. And I just named a ton of things that happened in the 7th, but in the 6th year, that's when the seventh year was set up for success. So if two sides went into that war with no anything, with no nothing, with no future plans, with no past plans in place, that is exactly what would happen. But with the sixth year, that, that is the planning stage. That is how each side prepared to make their victory uh, come, to make their victory apparent. And it is that fact that made the sixth year such a big deal. And especially for Dumbledore, he, he had quite the load. And it was a little bit of a roadblock when he, um, you know, died. So let's just get into this. This is, this is interesting. Let's, uh, let's see what this theory has to offer. The Dumbledore Scheme 6 The Half-Blood Prince was one of the most vital years for both Harry and Dumbledore because Dumbledore was planning to die and Harry was starting his Horcrux journey. The whole idea of success for Dumbledore this year was unusually obscure, for Dumbledore had made most of his other plans very well known. Not this one. The plan Dumbledore made for year 6 was a different plan from his other ones, simply because it was the end. Dumbledore had to take his hands off the reins and give them to Snape, something no one would feel comfortable doing. Dumbledore had to make a kind of plan that could fit in the conditions Dumbledore wanted them to go through. Making that kind of plan is very hard, but to add the test of time more than doubles the challenge. So how did he do it? Well, this year, Dumbledore knew the end was near. He knew the sixth year was the one that would set the seventh year up for success. It was very apparent for every party involved, the sixth year was critical. So that is where everyone kicked it into high gear. Dumbledore did something a little different. He had been checking away for so many years before the 6th, so he had an enormous amount of leeway. Dumbledore only had one thing left on the agenda, and that was to teach Harry. Not only in his private lessons, but a little something else that would help take down Voldemort. Know yourself and know your enemy. That was the one thing Voldemort couldn't quite get. He made some very smart moves, but they all ended in disaster for Voldemort. And that is the one reason for 
there's only one reason for that fact. He didn't think about anyone else. Voldemort only made room for himself in his plans, making the possibility of disruption definite. And that is precisely what happened almost every time. In the first year, he managed to stay in the back of Quirrell's head for the whole year, but what Voldemort didn't account for was the very powerful love protection spell cast by Harry's mother long before that moment. In the second year, Voldemort was under the impression he had everything under control, but the basilisk was killed, right along with Riddle and the diary. In the fourth book, Voldemort did come back, but Harry escaped his clutches. And again, in the fifth book, Harry is lured to the Ministry of Magic, but escapes. Do you see the problem? Voldemort makes very short-term plans, only lasting him the time it takes for Harry to regroup. That is the lesson Dumbledore taught Harry in the sixth year. But there was one tiny setback. Dumbledore was killed. Why? It was planned, but why would Dumbledore want to be, well, dead? He might have wanted for the confidence to be given to Voldemort. If Dumbledore was dead for Voldemort, that would be a major advantage for that to be the case. But it was just Dumbledore using Voldemort's greatest weakness against him. Voldemort didn't know the enemy, so he fell into the trap from which there was no return. Well, there you have it. That is the beautiful season finale of the podcast, the season, whatever you want to call it. And I think it makes a lot of sense that Dumbledore would want to die. And it might seem crazy because if you're dead, you can't, you know, can't really do anything. But if you think about it, Voldemort could have seen that as an opening, and he could have done some things that would have seriously worked in Dumbledore's advantage. And But keep in mind, Dumbledore still became a, you know, poster, a, a portrait in the headmaster's office where Snape just so happened to be. So, for Snape and Dumbledore to still be in that close contact... Dumbledore's plan would work out really well. If he gave the reins to Snape, Snape could carry out the physical bits, but Dumbledore could still make the plans and make them work. So for Snape to still be there is a really genius move. I mean, just like, think about it. For Snape to be there and be carrying out the physical parts of the Dumbledore scheme, Dumbledore could be operating the entire plan with a worker just doing that for him, in this case, Snape and Dumbledore. So, for Snape to still be at a point where he can cause some serious damage to Voldemort is really bad news for Voldemort because he can't get rid of Dumbledore now. I mean, he could burn the painting, I'm sure, but if he would go to Hogwarts, the Battle of Hogwarts would have to begin. And keep in mind, Voldemort only got a lot of his allies in the seventh book. So for him to attack Hogwarts with only his army of Snatchers, Death Eaters, and himself, I mean, I don't know. And of course, 
the, that army is ginormous, but they still lost with the giants, with the um, arachnids, not arachnids, with the with Aragog's children, and all those allies. They still lost. So for Voldemort to attack with um, him and only two groups of fighters for him on his side, even Voldemort would recognize that is not a good idea because he thought he would win with all the allies he had so if he didn't have them of course he wouldn't win and even Dumbledore could see from his painting Dumbledore could infer that Voldemort would not get to the castle that's just how much of an obvious thing that whatever that whatever that is that is exactly what happened so for Voldemort to not be able to do anything about Dumbledore still being there and still fully functioning and being able to communicate think do whatever that is something that really really helped Harry and Snape to uh work their way up the ladder to Voldemort and Voldemort never attacked the castle while Dumbledore was n- dead. While, while he was dead, and of course, he's still there in a painting, but he can't fight. So, for Voldemort to not attack the castle is a risk, but a risk Dumbledore knew he could take. And of course, as we've already discussed, um, Voldemort would never attack the castle with the numbers that he had. But even if he was thinking about it, I think Dumbledore could manipulate the situation enough to the point where he wouldn't. Because even Voldemort would recognize the situation that he definitely could not go back from. There's also the issue of Dumbledore dying. And, I mean, this one is a little more difficult to figure out. Because, one, Dumbledore dead doesn't really help the situation uh, from our point of view. And, two, it was planned. Dumbledore wanted to die in the situation. But, why? Why? This is the one time Dumbledore should stay. This is the one time that Dumbledore should stay and fight to defight. <laughs> I said to defight Voldemort. To defeat Voldemort. Because, I mean, Dumbledore is by far the most powerful wizard on the uh, good side of things. And he decided that he wanted to die. So. Why? Well, in the theory, we touched on the fact that that might have given Voldemort some blundering hope. Voldemort might have gone into a situation and just believed that he could, you know, come out of it and be on top and be the person who won that fight because the big bad Dumbledore is dead. But that still isn't a very good reason because... Voldemort would have had to have recognized the obvious plan just put on a plate with an apple in its mouth right in front of him. And he uh, he ate it. He just ate it. Dumbledore dead. Ooh, yay. Let's go after Hogwarts. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because we do know that Dumbledore was killed at the very end of the sixth book. So if Voldemort were to go after the castle at the end of the sixth book, that wouldn't be very good. But we remember he did. He did go after the castle in the sixth book. Right, um... 
I think it was during, Dumbledore was going to die during the battle, and Snape killed him. He managed to convince Draco that Dumbledore, you know, D Dumbledore, that Dumbledore speech, quintessential, quintessential Dumbledore right there. He was like, Draco, you're not a killer. You are a good man and will grow up to be a very good person. And he said it with such, you know, you know, like matter of factness. And you know, I am. I just drank a mysterious liquid. Fly. I flew several thousand feet. I'm now in the tallest tower with a uh, life on the line boy with his one pointing at me who will kill me. But you know what? You know what? That's fine. So <laughs> that question. Oh my gosh. The way Dumbledore said it. The best. The absolute best. And not only from our, like, haha, but also from the perspective of Dumbledore was um, stalling. He was stalling so Snape could get there, you know, say Draco, like, you know what, Draco, it's okay. And then Snape would carry out the, do uh, the, the duty. But, I mean, I think it's still a little strange that Voldemort would send Death Eaters before Dumbledore was ever killed. But... Oh, boom, brainwave, Dumbledore might have known that Voldemort would know if he entered the cave, because as we know, Dumbledore um, is very powerful, and he was like feeling the air, Dumbledore is so good, imagine that he can, he can feel the air and know if there are spells, so Voldemort would know if Dumbledore entered the cave, and Dumbledore knew that full well, so if Dumbledore entered the cave, Voldemort would know, okay, he's going to have to go across the lake, drink the potion, and we are off. So, what would happen then? Well, Voldemort would say, alright, he's going to be weak, he's going to go back to Hogwarts, and we're going to kill him. And that's exactly what he did. He told Draco, his, his sleeper agent, alright Draco, this is your time. Well, maybe not that, maybe not that nice, but he gave the message to Draco, and Draco tried to carry it out. So... Dumbledore would know that that is exactly what Voldemort would do, and he used that to his advantage. He used that to get Snape into Voldemort's good graces, save Draco, save Harry, and create a very bad self-confidence for Voldemort. And that is the Dumbledore scheme six. And it's kind of a sad day, because this is kind of the last, you know, full theory, um ever but if i do come across a good theory i will of course you know make a script and read it like the good old days but other than that if you have any questions comments or theories that you would like to hear on the podcast definitely save an email my email is the potter discussion at gmail.com that is the potter discussion at gmail.com if you could just scroll down in your podcast app of choice tap those five stars or even leave a written review that could help me out more than you could ever know and it would really help other listeners find the show as always use this information to your advantage and i will see you later